Futuramapedia, 50% more words than bargain brand podcasts. Welcome to Futuramapedia. I'm Steve Gower. And I'm Mike Mercero. And uh, we waited three months or so between podcasts so we could talk about... Uh, uh, Oktoberfest. Yeah, Oktoberfest. It wasn't actually three months. <laughs> felt like it. It did. Like it felt like a long time. I missed you. And I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was laughing so hard at that. Anyways. Because it's funny. Uh, we actually watched a season seven episode today, and uh, today, today actually today you we watched, watched it. it. Well, all right, I, I was actually prepared. I don't have volume seven on Blu-ray or DVD. It's true, I appealed to you guys yeah. who, who got volume seven <laughs> for Christmas. So we're talking about fun on a bun today, and it features Oktoberfest. We'll, so we'll touch on that. And, of course, we have some news for you. But before that, we should mention our Twitter account, at oh, right. Futurama Podcast. Yeah, Futurama Podcast. And uh, I can assure you that both Mike and I are now operating the podcast before it was uh, just me for a little bit. Uh, we also have email, Futuramapedia at Outlook.com. And we have a website. At futuramapedia.blogspot.com, and uh, that's where you can get the show notes. And uh, actually, sometimes uh, we post some pictures. And Mike, you found some pictures on on the Twitter account. Yeah, I went to hashtag Futurama, and there's some neat stuff. Yeah, so we might throw some of those up there. Mm-hmm. Good news, everyone. Speaking of Twitter, uh, just uh, this is news for us. We're a little behind in that area, I think, sometimes, but. Uh, uh, we noticed a bot on Twitter that uh, retweets uh, anything that mentions good news, and it's at HJ underscore Farnsworth. It's a very, very friendly bot. As if you just say good news anything, he'll just retweet it. So it's pretty cool. Check it out. Try it. Have you seen some of the posts? Uh, I didn't look at many of them, but uh, I know that they retweeted one of ours. Because we said good news. Yeah, we should just exactly. start every tweet. Every message. Yeah, I know. Good we news. Could, we could like quadruple our followers. That would be like <laughs> 80. That would be like eight, I think. Eight. <laughs> so there's something neat. We've talked about homemade bachelor chow, how you can actually make it. Somebody came up with a recipe. Yeah. And we still have to try that. We still have to try that. And I think we have something complimentary to that now. Uh, it's mom's old-fashioned robot oil. 
And it's the alcoholic version. <laughs> so basically, it's made from dark beer and Jägermeister. Insatiable Geek came up with it. It's a website. And basically, it's best served in a tin can. Right. Well, I'm not sure I'm looking forward to trying that too much. I mean, not a fan of dark beer. Me neither. And uh, there was an interview that you and I heard with David yeah, X. Cohen, and he always loves to reveal some information. Yeah, it was on uh, Boing Boing website, wasn't it, I think? Sounds about right. Uh, anyway, yeah, he was talking about a lot of things in the interview. It's about 25 minutes long. So he was talking a bit about season eight and some of the things that we can expect. And one of the things uh, which is really cool, we can expect more Hypnotoad. I think, uh, what did he mention, an episode about the Hypnotoad or something? Mm-hmm, that'll be interesting. It's almost about time, isn't it? It is about time. Uh, and that's one of the special features on the DVD. Well, there's Volume 7 or another one, but there's... Yeah, it's like, like a, an actual half-hour uh, Hypnotoad. Yeah. And I think uh, I think he called it like five minutes of entertainment crammed into 30 minutes or something. Yep. You know what? So you know how they do the three-parters? Yeah. And uh, so the next one uh, coming up they're going to do is a, an old cartoony style. Oh, yeah. You were so telling like me about 80s this. 80s and 90s cartoons, something like that. Yeah. So that, sh- that should be interesting. Anyway, so, so more about David X. Cohen's interview. Oh, right. Uh, well, he was talking also about uh, how good that the Futurama team is at writing finale episodes because they've written so Why many. Why would that be? <laughs> so they've been canceled so many times. Uh, so unfortunately, what what th- that came up because currently they've written the series finale for now for 2013. So nothing's being confirmed past 2013 yet, but uh, hopefully that is not the series finale, mm-hmm. but the season finale. But you can look forward to some Fry and Leela action. Yep. This is Oktoberfest, the world's most sophisticated exhibition of German food, drink, and culture. So, we are talking about Fun in a Bun today, and that's from the most recent season. Yeah, and it was uh, written by Dan Weber and directed by Steven Sandoval. Hmm. It's a good episode. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I think Fun in a Bun? It was. Uh, I mentioned... That it, it was kind of a funny episode in that uh, it felt like it, a lot of stuff was crammed into the beginning, but it it felt like, you know, it was only like 15 minutes in and, it, and they put a lot of stuff into it. But then at the end, it, uh, it just like came together pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. And there's some good animation sequences. Oh, that yeah. We we'll talk about that later. And as we always do, we have the 30th Century Fox synopsis. Fry is the victim of a horrific sausage-making accident. That's a teaser. <laughs> That's all they had. That's wow. Well, see, the, that can mean anything. The, 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 the synopsis are far shorter now. Yeah, they have to DVDs. fit it all into one one uh, tiny yeah. package. One little tiny package. It's made. They of only paper. have two discs, though. You know, so it's. I guess they didn't want to make it too big. Saves on production costs, and it's and it's very environmentally friendly. <laughs> so recycled the uh, Blu-ray cases are made from recycled toilet paper. <laughs> it goes, it floats into the sub sewer. So well, I have a quick five-line summary of the episode because that wasn't enough for me. Basically, we start at Planet Express. Professor Farnsworth wants to get some team bonding. 
So they go to Oktoberfest, which is now a sophisticated, classy event. Bender enrolls in a sausage-making competition, which becomes Fry's demise because he gets munched into little bits, <laughs> turned into sausage, or so they think. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, that happens when they go to Neander Valley, where Bender is searching for some prized mammoth meat to put in <laughs> his classy sausage. And um, so they mourn Fry, and then... Because Leela is so distraught, she erases her memory. And in that time, we find out that Fry did not actually die and was ground into sausage. He actually uh, is pretty much frozen again. <laughs> and it's bad uh, luck with that. <laughs> and he meets actual Neanderthals. And so they think he's one of him, one of them, because he got wanged on the head. So he has a big lumpy forehead. And they start a revolution of the surface because they wanted interbreeding. And so finally, uh, Leela battles Fry and and then they kiss because they recognize each other and all is well. And then they have Oktoberfest. That's just like the old a real time. Oktoberfest. The real Oktoberfest. Man, I can't beat that with a Craigslist pig. So how about some highlights from the episode? At Planet Express, when they open up, Fry's just reads, he's reading a magazine. Oh, yeah, Unfrozen Dude. Unfrozen Dude. That's right. I was impressed. You didn't have to freeze frame on that. I I paused it. It's because it's in high definition. That's true. (laughs) I looked at the cover, too. Did you notice what was on the cover? No, I see, I didn't freeze frame, so I didn't notice the cover. See, advantage. (laughs) It was a guy with a mullet eating ice cream. (laughs) And uh, the part of that scene... uh, was they were eating with their feet and uh yeah and Le- well fry was eating with his with his feet and then leela calls him uh disgusting be- but not because he's eating with his feet because he double dipped yeah and then she continues eating with her feet they're having chips and salsa yeah looked pretty appetizing hell of a good dip must be clean feet you'd hope so so you know how i like signs and when they go to Oktoberfest, you see a sign that says, Oktoberfest, lulling other nations into a false sense of security since 1810. <laughs> and that actually, the, the 1810, I thought it was about some war or something. That is yeah. actually, once we researched Oktoberfest, that's when it started. It started in 1810. In 1810. So we did uh, some minimal research on Oktoberfest. And basically, it's a 16-day festival celebrating beer held annually in munich bavaria germany and also most cities in the world (laughs) yeah and that's where the fun fact coming up we were wondering uh basically apparently it's the world's largest fair with more than six million people from around the world attending the event yeah so i i think that's counting the small uh many denominations of oktoberfest exactly and uh, but apparently to the locals it's called uh, Dewizen after the colloquial name of the fairgrounds themselves. So it's an important part of Bavarian culture and it's been held since 1810, which is what that sign referred to. Well, I didn't enjoy this part, but uh, it was really gross. Was Fry drinking from the those spittoons? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're called spittoons because they're they have a different name when you're tasting. Funny enough, I looked that up. Okay. And I I didn't. R- really find what it was actually called uh, i went it you know i thought if i went to wine tasting it would uh type into google me. what do you spit wine into <laughs> yeah 
A spittoon. <laughs> oh. Spittoons are for tobacco. Yeah. Tobacco. But I did learn about how, like, the five S's of tasting wine. Oh, yeah? But, uh, well, that's to remember. But, but the five major things are color, swirl, smell, taste, and savor. It's good to so know. So it's see, swirl, smell, sip, and savor. That's the five S's. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Funny about the beer tasting is there's a sign that says beer tasting, B-I-E-R. Yeah. You know what that is? No. That's the German word for beer. Oh. Yeah. But also in English, apparently it's a frame or stand on which a coffin is laid <laughs> before burial. <laughs> also called a catafalque. <laughs> the hell is that? Yeah. My research was all over there today. And then going back, actually, when they get off the ship and before they figure out that Oktoberfest is a classy situation, Fry is getting off the ship. He has two beer mugs ready to go and he thinks he's going to drink lots. And, and he says that line. Bring on the beer and the scantily clad barmaids and the more beer. <laughs> uh, there's a few things that Fry says. They're German sayings. At one point, uh, when he figures out that Oktoberfest isn't a drink fest, he says, Ach du freaking Lieber! <laughs> Which is pretty much translated as, Oh my God, or unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. <laughs> There's some other ones. Um, as you mentioned, when Fry gets drunk off the beer spittoon. Yeah, that was gross. That was gross. But he had some funny funny says, sayings. He says, Far for Nugan. Which is driving pleasure, apparently. <laughs> frozen glage. And that's apparently Swedish for frozen joy. <laughs> it has something to do with yogurt. It was a kind of yogurt brand. Oh. Yeah. Well, frozen, that's kind frozen of foreshadowing. joy. It's foreshadowing. So Bender enters that sausage competition, which pretty much sets up the rest of the episode because of the chain of events. But I enjoyed how Elzar uses his traditional spice weasel yeah, yeah. <laughs> for everything. Every, yeah, including, what is it, 3,000-year-old pork? Yeah. <laughs> pork. That, Same thing. That comes in a Egyptian in a sarcophagus. sarcophagus. <laughs> which, which makes no sense. Like somebody, it's, it's only 3,000 years old, so wouldn't that come from the 21st century? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, the Egyptians are still mummifying things. Uh, Pork. So finally, once Fry gets drunk off the beer spittoon, they do the chicken dance, <laughs> but they have harps playing it. Very classy. <laughs> yeah, they class they classed it up. They classicaled it up. And then after that, I guess Fry embarrasses Leela, and she breaks up with him. Apparently, they were dating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that he was upset, but then he realizes, wait, when were we dating? <laughs> And then he says to Bender after, he had to have breakup sex with himself. Oh. <laughs> that was great. Gross. And then we see a nice uh, sign that I enjoyed. It's the ultimate schnitzel machine, but there was a BMW logo. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's the sign that I missed. I, I, I remember seeing that, but I didn't see what it said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, after Fry is thought to be made into a sausage... Bender exclaims, tragedy on a bun. <laughs> I just like that it tied back to fun on a bun. Oh, and that the sausage was actually made to look like fry. That's great because before that, uh, Bender 
you know, once he finds that woolly mammoth, the 30,000 30, year old woolly mammoth, they put it through a mammal muncher <laughs> and it's made by Hamilton Beach. <laughs> oh, hold up. Oh, hold up. Oh, hold up. Now I'm the reason why you broke up with him and got back together Thought I was sunshine, but baby, I'm bad weather I'm off the Doppler in the five-day forecast By the time they hear me, I've already pushed the shore back No, no, I wasn't always like this Skies cleared soon as my daylight lit Sidewalks dried up, no snow emergency I could take you February and turn it into... This episode brought to you by Mammoth Worst Featuring Elzar's Spice Weasel Bamming up a notch You boy, what do they call you? Most folks just call me Orange Joe. Ha, Leela, we meet again. But this time I'm the one criticizing the sausage. Fry gets turned into mammoth worst, and then they have, uh, well, they mourn for him, and they, and they put that little fry sausage <laughs> in a coffin, I'm which, surprised. Is on a, which is on a beer, beer, ah, there you or go. catafalque. I, I'm surprised that they didn't have Nibbler eat the sausage while no, everybody was looking away or something. <laughs> Nibbler didn't show up, did he? No, I didn't see Nibbler. So Leela's in such mourning, mourning Fry, because apparently they were dating. She's sad, so she goes to Annie's forgettery. Yeah. Now, I don't know where the name comes from, but uh, kind of reminded me that that whole plot detail there reminded me of eternal sunshine and the spotless mind yeah me too we okay we seriously did not compare notes before recording this podcast it's correct well that must be the aim then is to uh make that parody so the in annie's forgettery the animation was really great because they show inside leela's brain when or a she's, map of it right yeah a map of it and you know basically they're snipping the neurons or However, it works. The connections. Yeah. However, and, they uh, they decided to make it up. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was it was good animation, and then it came back later, where it was even better. Yeah. But we'll come back to that later. We'll come to that. Um. Yeah. Actually, just wanted to make an aside note, but uh, how I thought that it was going to turn into like a a Leela and Fry centric episode and that it was going to be like a parody of eternal sunshine of the spotless mind and mm. like go into Leela's head and, and whatnot. Uh, Cause they did a close up where they like, like you said, they showed them severing the, the neurons or whatever it's called memorons. I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> I believed you. <laughs> Uh, That's yeah, a good so point, though. I thought, you know, the close-up was going to uh, be, like, you know, the last 15 minutes of the episode was going to be, like, uh, Leela deciding she didn't want to lose her memories of Fry. They could have they could have gone that way. And, yeah, they didn't. But something interesting is two things. Um, originally, they weren't going... They were just going to make it, like, regular Oktoberfest, uh, drink fest. But then, kind of, when they were trying to make the story work, they thought of, oh, let's make it classy. It just fit. <laughs> and then also how their memories get erased. That was also a late story. Oh, okay. Line. Yeah, that's kind of a good parallel, though, how both Fry and Leela lost their memory. And I think that's, again, more Eternal Sunshine references there. They want they see things that remind them of each other, mm-hmm. but they don't know why. The tale of a horse. A pumpkin? No, it was the tail of a of a prehistoric pig, butt pig yeah. butt. Oh, there was a raven that came 
with yes. a message for Hermes. Now, okay, what was I can't remember. What was the Raven delivering? What what message was he? Oh, delivering? I don't remember the message, but I know oh, which wait. reference you think it's to. Was it was it the message for Bender to re- that he was like a finalist in the sausage competition? Maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that that's yeah. That so, makes sense. well, what I was thinking is this Raven like is it a parody of like Game of Thrones or something? <laughs> yep, I wrote that down. Because you watch that show. Yeah, I do. So after Annie's forgettery and Leela, uh, as you mentioned with memories being erased, the way Fry, uh, where he gets kind of frozen, trapped in the ice, and he gets wanged on the head (laughs) and gets a big bump on his forehead, that's very important for later. Yep. And he ends up looking like a Neanderthal, and then he meets the Neanderthals. And so basically they, they figure he's one of them. So after that, they go back to Planet Express, and there's a funny thing where they're trying to dissuade the Fry talk because Leela can't be reminded of him at that point. Yeah. So apparently they have a delivery to McPluto of (laughs) 53 tons of hamburgers and French fragments of nut potatoes. (laughs) It's funny that they say nut potatoes, too. (laughs) Well, their fries are hollow. And then there's a big shipment every Fry Saturday. Going back to the Neanderthals for a second, though, you know what I found was that the the chief sounded like the Cookie Monster. <laughs> it's very interesting. Maybe someone look into it many years from now. So with Fry and the Neanderthals, there's a part where I guess there was a falling out between the surface humans and the Neanderthals. Yeah, because they didn't want to inter well the the surface humans didn't want to interbreed. Mm-hmm. And Fry says, well, yeah, I have vague memories of people refusing to breed with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Zap is the sausage judge. It's yeah. just funny because they have so many homoerotic Zap references. <laughs> and and the, the weird thing is that why would Zap be the judge? I think it was like, just, why is Dupe there at all? <laughs> I think it was to introduce him into the... Well, why not? I don't, well, I'm not arguing against it. It's because they anticipated an attack. So when when the revolution happens and uh, Zap has a, a fleet of unmanned drones <laughs> yeah. with men in them, and apparently they're they're for ballast. <laughs> when that war happens, apparently tanks blow up from beer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what I got from that was just that maybe their electrical systems were being shorted by liquids. Yeah. They were shot out of the woolly mammoths. Yeah, I was going to say the, the mammoths. Chunks. Uh, they were the, the Neanderthals are very resourceful. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, there was a good line by Zap. I'm, I was really happy to see Zap in this episode because it didn't seem like his kind of a- episode until, no. until they had that war. Boom, and then he appears. So then they're in the, uh, the Nimbus. Up here in the clouds, our technology makes us invincible, like the mighty X in tic-tac-toe. And right after that line, they have a catapult. Yeah. And it shoots a saber-toothed cat. It's a saber-toothed catapult. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty much on purpose why they said saber-toothed cat and not tiger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll have to say, Kiff was uh, very not annoying in this episode because he only had, like, one line. (laughs) Was it a sigh? No, it was his line about the saber-toothed cat. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah i know because i normally find kiff or i found kiff annoying in the later seasons of futurama because he got he just wasn't an interesting character to me mm. i enjoy kiff yeah 
Well, I tell you, there's going to be one day where we're going to watch a Kiff-centric episode, and I'm just going to hate it. <laughs> it's the one where he gets knocked up a notch. That's the oh, is that the one where you're going to we plan to do? Oh, did we plan to do it? I don't know. No, I thought th- th- that's what you're suggesting right now. Oh, what have I done? Yeah, so uh, back to the unmanned drones, though. The unmanned manned drones. Mm. Um, With ballast? With ballast. There is a uh, particular sound effect in there when the remote control that Zap uses is crushed and they all come crashing to the ground. It's called the Wilhelm Scream. Uh, And and just step that up. I'm sure you've heard it in many films. Yeah. You may not have even noticed. 200 films at least. And... Just think about it. It's called a scream, so you probably have heard it, and you just never really paid attention, but now you will, because we're going to play it like five times in a row and drill it into your head. Uh, It is a stock sound effect that's used in film and TV, and it originated in a 1951 movie called Distant Drums, starring Gary Cooper. The scream itself was named by, I think it was the uh, the Star Wars producer, Ben Burt. He picked the name for this, or it was a sound producer or something. Uh, he named it after the actor Sheb Woolley, who played Private Wilhelm in a 1953 movie, The Charge at Feather River, where the same sound was used. Mm-hmm. And fun fact is that Sheb Woolley uh, was also in The Distant Drums, uh, you made the observation of Wooly. Oh, yeah. And we thought, that's right. I thought Wooly, maybe they put the Wilhelm scream in there because they're using Wooly Mammoths and his last name is Wooly. They very well might have. They, but yeah, they like was, doing that. It was uh, very popularized in the Star Wars and Indiana Jones movies. And uh, mm-hmm. what we noticed was in, was it Distant Drums? The guy on the... I guess that was Gary Cooper. Looks exa- almost exactly like Indiana Jones. Anyway, so that's a brief history of uh, Wilhelm Scream. So that pretty much brings us to when Fry and Leela battle. Yeah. And then they start to recognize each other. But they recognize each other by the color of their hair. <laughs> yeah. Orange? Purple? Purple. Yeah. And they kiss. And then that pretty much starts a chain of interbreeding. Yeah. The... Uh, the Neanderthals realize that the surface humans aren't so bad after all. Oh, yeah, and there's the zap quote, too. Is uh, So be it. In recognition of your overwhelming victory, let's call it a draw. When Fry and Leela kiss, it starts, finally her neurons start reconnecting uh, with all the memories. And here's going back to that brain map animation. Right. And they had quick shots of memories, as you noticed. You know how many they had? No. 17. 17. They had 17 in 7 seconds. And we'll uh, I again. tuned into the commentary on that part just because I'm sure that they talked about it. But it apparently it was a lot of work and of course because it's the the memories are from previous episodes. Real episodes. They didn't just put them together for that one. They honored honored the uh camera and special effects guys for that. And so I, I took a quick look at the memories, the images, and yeah, I actually paused it and went through frame by frame to see which ones they were. So it was when they meet in the cryogenics lab. I was going to ask, is this any in any particular order? 
Uh, yes. My order is of the order of seeing what's on the screen. Right. Yeah, yeah. And theirs, I think it is in order of... I'm not sure if it's chronological order for them. Uh, because they had the meeting at the cryogenics lab. You can be the judge. Then Whalers on the Moon. The robot costumes from Fear of, Fear of a Bot, bot Planet. So far, that's in order. Yeah. When Fry becomes uh, the emperor at the My Three Sons one. Right. The water. Watched that recently. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good episode. And she's tugging on his ear. I think that's when they're trying to... They're trying to make him cry. Make him cry. Yep. Uh, the Titanic, where you can see the anomaly in the background. Uh, they're sitting somewhere. I thought maybe it was uh, her story when you find out that she's actually alienese. Ah, right, right, right. The kids date when they uh, become young again. Anyways, they're kids. They go on a date. They they have a, a sewer a sewer drag race. Against Moose. Oh, so that's a Grease reference. Yeah. Sewer Drake. Anyway, back to the memories. Flowers. Uh, the Space Wasp, where where she drinks the honey. Oh, no, it's the bee. Space bee. Yeah, it's bees. It's not a wasp. You know which one. So it's where they're in the hospital. Yeah. And Fry's saying, just please wake up. Uh, we also have the parallel Fry and Leela couple. Parabox, right? Yeah, Farnsworth's Parabox. The Holophoner. That was... The series, <laughs> quote yeah, unquote, yeah, series finale, finale. Of, uh, season four, and that's at the end when Fry's playing the holophoner, and that's the image, is the holophoner image of them. Wow, for seven seconds, this is really dragging on. <laughs> uh, the centaur, when Leela, that's in Bender's game, the movie, right? And Leela's a centaur, and they kiss or something. They're kissing, looking at the stars. I couldn't remember. I couldn't place that one. And then they have a random shot of Professor Zoidberg, uh, Professor Farnsworth, rather, and Zoidberg kissing. <laughs> oh, oh, I know why. That's because isn't there an episode where they switch? I've seen that one. Yes, they switch minds, Good. and there's a theorem that they actually use to. Uh, to switch the body. Anyway, yes, math. that's a very good point. Yeah, so there you go. So it's really... Well done. Yeah. Not entirely You're ignorant of the new episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Not entirely. It's pretty neat. I really like enjoyed that animation. Clip show. Yeah, I hate clip shows, so I'm glad they did it in <laughs> seven seconds. we do we like to go over our best line and favorite joke so i'm gonna throw it over to you steve putting me on the spot aren't you the thing that i laughed at the most it was more of an internal laugh <laughs> i didn't laugh that much but Fair um leela's uh leela's dress her fancy dress at the first Oktoberfest. she's still wearing that gray wristband thing over top of it yeah <laughs> it just looks <laughs> kind of ridiculous and i think actually at one point it's not there, and then all of a sudden, when she's getting embarrassed by Fry, it shows up. <laughs> really? That's how I remember seeing it because I'm like, 
she's still wearing the wrist thing. My favorite joke was how Bender gets third place in the sausage competition, <laughs> yeah. and then he ends up stealing second and first place. Yeah, I think he... Uh, Respectively. During the war. Yeah, he, uh, he... Conveniently pushes one of the chefs into a woolly mammoth. Yeah, and the he other one... tusk in the torso. A tusk in the torso. Ouch, yeah. He's skewered. Make him into bratwurst. Best line? Best line. Uh, I have a feeling we may have the same best line. I don't know. Um, My best line. You go first. At the end when Fry and Leela get it on and his head is swollen and then suddenly it's better now and his, <laughs> you know, his the swelling goes down. Fry! Leela? I didn't recognize you with your head all swollen, but it looks better now. I guess the blood must have rushed somewhere else. That is a good one, but that's not the one I picked. I'm actually picking one right now. I've probably referenced this at least two or three times already in the podcast with the uh, Schnuffelupagus. <laughs> the majestic Schnuffelupagus. Yeah. I don't know why. It just, uh, just works for me. You did laugh pretty hard. That's it for the podcast. Um, you can follow on Twitter at Futurama Podcast. And futuramapedia.blogspot.com. Yeah, and you can send an email to futuramapedia at outlook.com. So uh, next next episode should be uh, a kiff episode. Yeah, kiff episode. Kiff gets knocked up a notch. Yeah, we probably should watch that. Get that out of the way. <sighs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's my thoughts exactly. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'll be doing that one solo, I guess. We look forward to it. So thanks for listening. I'm Steve Gallagher. And I'm Mike Mercer. We'll see you next time. Yeah. We're talking about... <laughs> Your dog is sniffing my nutsack. Your dog has his nose between my legs right now. I feel like I should buy him dinner first. <laughs> I'm going to be laughing most of the podcast. <laughs> and that was Hank this time. He's really interested in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> fun fact. Did you have a fun fact? No, that was the fun fact. Oh, I got you. I was, I was just thinking that that could be one of those dirty sex maneuvers, oh. you know, like Dirty Sanchez, <laughs> or Rusty Trombone, Frozen Joy. Oh, I just know I dropped them in the toilet. Trying hard to look like Gary Cooper. Cooper, Cooper. But I, 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 I Steve's looking through his notes. You don't have to apologize. Not apologizing. I'm the Venus to your Mars. I'm the healing to your scars. I'm the nighttime to your stars. Watering your family tree.